to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi. Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Today is a wonderful Friday. Uh, looks like it is the, the calm before the storm. Looks like we have some rain and then some snow coming this weekend. Yes. Um, I, t- I teased a little bit on Tuesday uh, going down to Pulaski, Mississippi with our church youth group. So we will avoid, I think we're going to miss the snow, but we'll definitely get the uh, the rain. Uh, we'll be having on Saturday all day. And then on Sunday, it just the rain clears out and it just gets cold. So yeah. Um, you know, I encouraged the kids last night at youth. I said, look, let's talk about the weather. Saturday, it's going to rain. So bring a raincoat, mm-hmm. bring your rain boots, all that kind of stuff. Be prepared for We're it. Red. It's We're amazing red. to me how many kids, I mean, we have teenagers now, but it's amazing to me how many, t- let me ask you a question. Well, your, your son is going, but your daughter's not. Would they be able to fully pack their bags by themselves? Yes. And Bo, like he's adamant. He, when we go on vacation anywhere, I'll say, hey, man, have you packed? It's the night before. Have you packed? Hey, we're leaving at like 6 a.m. You packed? I got this. Yeah. And he, I never look at it. He packs it. I never see it. Do you know if he looks at weather and stuff like that at all or no? Uh, he, 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 usually, he usually asks. He says, okay. hey, it's going to be raining. Okay. So he'll, he will ask temperatures. He'll ask temperatures. Okay. Uh, but he does a pretty good job. Now, I've never had to like emergency go buy him a coat or anything like right. that out of town. So. I guess it does a pretty good job. Allie makes a production out of it, and she will detail everything she's packing and tell you about it. Major overpacker? Yes. Or, yes. Yeah, major overpacker. I am too. You're I am too. You are really? Well, I mean. That surprises me a little bit. Here's the thing. Like, if I go somewhere, it's always like, okay, I'm always going to probably get a run or workout in while I'm down there. So, I, always, I usually overpack one or two of those outfits in case, I, you know, maybe I get more than it's hot or sweaty or whatever like that. If it's Natchez, it could literally be 50 or 85. That's, that's true. And so I'm taking short sleeve shirts and long sleeve shirts, T-shirts. I'm really packing for two seasons. If it's October or April, I'm packing for two seasons. Well, my rule of thumb is if it's below 80, I just sleep in. I don't work out. <laughs> <laughs> I cancel the workout if it's below 80. Man, and, and I'm talking about clothes in general too, though, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like you wake up and it's 50, but then like it's, you know, by 3 o'clock, it's sunny and 85. That's a big difference in what oh, you have I to agree. bring. So when you're packing, I'll pack both. Probably only end up wearing one, and then I come back and have to literally rehang up half the things I brought. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit more about that right towards the end of the show. Definitely going to be asking for prayers for our church youth group, and I know some other youth groups that are going to be traveling during the uh, long weekend. So uh, definitely, we'll be bringing uh, bring that up here just a little bit more. But look, well, a little bit of a wintry mix may not be the best time to uh, get around and look at neighborhoods, look at different houses, uh, the housing market in DeSoto County. But look, if you're interested in this spring possibly buying or selling real estate here in DeSoto County is please consider reaching out to our 2022 presenting sponsor. I'm speaking about Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Brian and Terry possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They're the number one team in DeSoto County when it comes to residential real estate for the last 13 years. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means their team is always available to help you. They're currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address. They can tell you all about your street, your neighborhood, your zip code. No team in DeSoto County is going to be more educated on the real estate market than Brian and Terry with Team Coucher Birch Realty Group. You can give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD. Or do a full home search at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. A full home search all throughout Shelby County, DeSoto County, North Mississippi, Brian and Terry are ready to serve you. Give the number one team in DeSoto County a call. Again, 662-449-1700. Make another joke, Derek. Not the best time to be doing outdoor cooking during the uh, wintery mix. Uh, Probably not Saturday night and Sunday. (laughs) Saturday night and Sunday is not going to be the best time to do a, uh, you know, get out there and and, uh, use the old grill. But hopefully as the weather improves and then we get into the spring, it'll be a great time to visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop, our 2022 studio sponsor. The How to Barbecue Right shop located at 496 Whitfield Drive, Hernando, Mississippi. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or some of the coolest high-end smokers on the market, Malcolm's shop is definitely your place. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by his shop today. 
Give him a call locally at 912-9947. That's 912-9947. Find more information on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. Visit his website, howtobbqright.com. But the best thing to do is to visit the best barbecue shop in DeSoto County. Of course, the How to Barbecue Right Shop, our 2022 studio sponsor right here under the water tower. Well, Derek, it's our, our Friday show, but something really, really big happened in Mississippi. Um, let's just say uh, Mississippi was painted green yesterday. Painted green. Painted green yesterday. And uh, that's a little bit of a tease about what I'm talking about, but we'll cover that shortly when we discuss what's going down in the legislature in Mississippi, but a really, really big day uh, in the state of Mississippi for people that um, have been proponents for medical marijuana. We'll talk yeah. about that in just one moment. But some pretty big things happening in DeSoto County. Tell us about something that's come up in the last couple of days. Days, a big uh, big to-do here on social media for sure when it comes to rezoning in the county of DeSoto. What you got? It's come to light in the last couple of days. Obviously, exactly. the uh, planning department of the county has been working on it for several months. Uh, they are putting, looking to put forth a change in the planning office for AR, so anything considered agricultural residential, uh, will be changed to two different categories. There will be an agricultural category and a residential estate category. Uh, so what they're looking to do is that currently everything that's zoned AR, you can have a house on it. It can be you know farmland or whatever. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of restrictions. It's considered just rural area. That's the way that the county has operated for you know decades. Well, now they're looking to say, okay, um, we're going to start kind of subdividing that. So they're looking to take the AR designation and turn it into two. The residential estate would be anything that is 10 acres or less. 10 acres. 10 acres or less. And then anything above the 10 acres would be considered agriculture or basically what it currently is kind of stays in the same AR zone, but it would now just be called A. Um, this is being done, again, this is being proposed by the Planning Commission. Uh, it will be going before the supervisors. Now, the supervisors are holding a public hearing uh, on Mon- on Tuesday, the 18th. It's usually a Monday, but because Monday is a holiday uh, for the county, it is now going to be on Tuesday at 1 p.m., January 18th. There will be a public hearing, Board of Supervisors, uh, on the third floor of the, the county administration building. It, real um, quick, is this the actual meeting and they're going to do that, or is this it, just it, for this? Well, just it's an open, it's a, it's one of their call, yeah, that's a plan called meeting, but but a lot of it's going to be held for this. Gotcha. They're going to do it at 1 p.m., and then they're going to recess after everybody that can talk wants to talk. And I, I, th- I believe what they said, they're going to open it back up at 6.30 p.m. that night for anybody that can't make it during the day. If wow, you have a job, sure, and stuff, they're, they're going to uh, allow you to two separate times to make comments. So that will be coming up on this Tuesday. And what the comments are is they're looking to basically take anything that are 10 acres or less and they're going to put a lot tougher restrictions, more like you would see maybe in uh, some subdivisions in the city. There will be restrictions on driveways. There will be restrictions on the number of uh, animals that you can have, you know, uh, outdoor animals, uh, livestock. There will be a number uh, – there will be restrictions on outbuildings, uh, such as if you're looking to, to build not only a like a, a third-car garage but a shed, right. uh, any something kind of Something for a tractor or yeah. a RV or something like that. Right. Anything like that would now have to have permits pulled, which – Probably should have been done anyway, but now they'll be more strict on that. Plus, there would be things that you cannot put. They've uh, already limited trailers. Obviously, limits on trailers. Well, we're talking what, about what trailers? Are we talking about goosenecks? Are we talking? No, we're talking. About, I'm sorry, we're talking about. Um, Trailers, home trailers. Yeah, home trailers, single-wide, double-wide yes. trailers, yes. So those already had restrictions from the county. Now they're going to be even further restricted on those. So there's just a lot of things. Now, this thing is well over 200 pages long, uh, and so there's um, you know just a lot going on, a lot going into this. This is something that they've been working on. And so the supervisors want a public hearing. Now, just from the uh, social media comments that you've seen <laughs> about it, uh, there's a lot of people that are upset about this because a lot of people have moved to DeSoto County for the 10 acres, for the 20 acres. I mean, if you bought it 10, 20, 30 years ago, I mean, you could probably get it at five an acre. Uh, in the last 20 years or so, it's been at least 10 an acre. Now you're looking at 20 an acre to buy this land. And so they go out there and they get there, you know, if, if it's less than a 10 acre tract, they're, they're now going to be, I guess, restricted. There'll be restrictions. Right. Anybody, There's going to be rules that the, things that they can do given by the board of supervisors for that 10 acres, almost treated like a subdivision kind of thing. Uh, your, your driveways have to be concreted, That's all right. those different things that could uh, drive the cost of building out there tremendously high. Right, uh, but at the same time, so many people move out into the county, so they maybe aren't controlled by a municipality. Well, I mean, they don't, they don't, yeah, they, well, probably the number one reason would be taxes. Right, they won't pay county taxes only. But the second thing is, yeah, they want to more to have more leeway in what they're able to do with their property. Whether you know they they want to have a tract in the front yard because they didn't feel like finishing, you know, cutting their 
20, you know, eight acres that morning. They don't have to put the track, you know, all that kind of thing. There's all kind of things while they want to move out there. Now the county is saying the reason they're needing this, and this is just in general, but I'm sure there'll be a lot more to come out about it. Uh, once they try to defend their position, uh, if they decide to do it would be because of the cut through of the I-269, uh, from other developments that are going up. So they're trying to basically protect the property of larger developers of larger landholders, uh, in these areas that in the future could be future development. So they want to try to start reining some of this in, reining some of, you know, the people just being able to do basically anything on this property as these developments start going off of 269 at, you know, especially the, the major intersections at Alder Road, Red Banks Road. Ten years ago, sure. that was way out in the county Absolutely. and that was, you know, bordering uh, Marshall County. Yeah. And now, you know, now it's right off 269. It's, there's got commercial properties coming off there. So there's just a lot of, this is growth. It, it's a lot of uh, kind of the painful process of the growth. Uh, another issue that comes up is that when people buy land, you know, a lot of times they want to carve out a homestead, mm-hmm. right? They want to carve out maybe five or 10 acres and they don't, they don't want to do it a main reason for doing it is not, other than maybe they want to subdivide some of it later on is also because mortgage companies require that. So if you go to get a loan and you say, well, I want to build a 2,500 square foot house on a hundred acres, there's very, very few comps for that. And you know this because of banking, this right. is what they're going to require. So you've the, done many a loan for somebody to build a 3,500 square foot house, carve out five acres and they just bought 45. Right. Well, I mean, and I did the construction side of it, but the mortgage right. company requires that because if, a, if the acreage can vary so widely where it's located, what County it's in. And so trying to get comps for a hundred acres in a house are very few and far between. They like to have them within six months uh, to be able to get the value that you need to be able to sell these mortgages off to secondary markets. And so they say, Hey, look, let's, let's put this on five acres. Let's put this on 10 acres sure. to be able to, because there are easier to find comps with those. Even in some towns could have, you know, two, three, five acre lots. And that makes it easier for them, makes it easier to sell off. And that's great. But now those people who were asked to do that five or 10 years ago are not going to have restrictions on them when maybe if they would have known that going in, they wouldn't have. So there's just a, it's going to be a lot of comments. I, I see a very, uh, a tenuous meeting. I will uh, not. I will not be there. I will, <laughs> um, I'm gonna. Yeah, you keep me up to speed on what's going on, but I won't be there. But yeah, it, absolutely. Some of the most aggressive, hardest talking people are going to be the ones that live out in the county and and like their freedom out there. Well, I mean, you'll absolutely. you'll you'll hear a lot about freedoms. You hear a lot about uh, you know the, this is more government overreach, government control, and yes, it is. I don't think it it's for you know all the reasons that people want right, to believe sure. it is, but it is. It is it is absolutely more control. There's absolutely you know they want to put restrictions just, and that's why again you said besides taxes, people want to move out there because they don't want to have those neighborhood restrictions. They don't want to have those covenants. They don't want HOAs, and so that's why they live where they do. So I think it's gonna be. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, this is something, and the supervisors are smart for giving two times to come talk about it. They're going to take with the, the conversations they hear under advisement. They're going to meet back with their planning department and decide what they want to do, and then they'll uh, they'll go forward with that. Derek, what I would probably do is I'd probably meet from one to four, listen to what everybody says. I would then go to happy hour from four to six, <laughs> and then come back for the six thirty. That would be a whole lot different. Oh show. yeah, that would be a different meeting, a different meeting the, for uh, sure. Well, look, we'll keep you up to speed on that. I mean, it's a big deal. We cover so many uh, so much stuff here. Uh, inside the city of Hernando, but a lot of our listeners live right outside of just Hernando, as you mentioned, Lewisburg, booming the way it is. So we'll definitely keep you up to speed on that. And that's what we like to do here is keep you up to speed on those type things and uh, do a little bit of the uh, research for you. So we'll be definitely be doing that. Derek, before we turn to the state of Mississippi, how large a piece of land would you need to stop push mowing? (laughs) (laughs) To stop push mowing, it would have to be over an acre. Over an acre. So you would push mow an acre of land? I would, I would, no okay, let me tell you something. No let me chance. tell you something. I, w- I would maybe up to that, close to that, if not my current lot. Like, I could not have an uphill, downhill, like, it would have to be flat. There's no way you would, but, you would push, you would choose to push. But uh, other than, but yeah, once you get, I mean, I'm at a half acre now. So, three fourths, yes. Uh, getting close to the acre, you're probably right. It, it would be, it'd be time to, to buy that. Zero chance. That, I would that, put zero. That riding mower. Speaking of zero, there. zero turn. That's what I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, next question before we move to the state. Uh, everybody who's listening to our show has seen this movie. Uh, I'm picturing you when it comes to tractors. We were riding, you were talking about tractors earlier. Snapper. Hang on, snapper. hang on. There's no snapper tractors, moron. No, no. I'm talking about like. No, uh, I'm not. Can't just follow me, me on oh, this. Sorry, but if you sorry. had 15, 20, 30, would you resemble Wren from Footloose when it comes to driving a tractor? <laughs> would that be. <laughs> <laughs> playing chicken yeah would just that, like playing would, chicken would that kind of be what you would be like yeah, on, a, probably, on, a, on yeah, a tractor yeah, yeah 
yeah, yeah, I would I mean, probably. Like, that's me giving you a hard time. I, I, I love driving tractors. One of my favorite things to do in the world. But I could picture you kind of getting that that shoestring stuff. Oh yeah, and oh, you, yeah. Just it would you be wouldn't terrible. know what to it do. Would be yeah, you wouldn't know. What no, to I, do. I would again. I would have the handlebar snapper. I mean, just I mean, you remember Kent Bobby Love? Oh, I know oh, the yeah. snapper. Love hey, it all worked out for that guy. Oh yeah, uh, Cindy Mancini. Good job, Cindy. Yeah, she's dead. Dude, she's dead. R.I.P. Yeah, Cindy really Mancini. Really, I, you know, I did, yeah. forgot that she was until you just said oh, that. You know, <laughs> Cindy Mancini yeah. was, yeah. she was, um, let's just say a lot of guys uh, our age kind of moved into adolescence with Cindy Mancini. I'll just sit there and say that. Okay, if you've never you seen, Ken, if, you, if you've never seen Came By Me Love, you're absolutely missing out. But yeah, it worked out for him on a snapper. I mean, snapper. I mean, this guy had no zero turn, nothing. He no. he got it done. Snapper. He got it done. Anyway, we digress. Let's move out uh, a little bit. Let's go talk about the state. A lot of stuff happening in the state legislature that affects all across the state of Mississippi. One we talked about last week, Derek, we talked about redistricting. That's going to be for the federal elections. That's going to be for the House of Representatives in the state of Mississippi. Uh, we talked about the redistricting. Go listen to that show last week when we covered it. Uh, I think it's maybe the one that uh, had Betty White's picture on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be the show we talked about. So that redistricting passed both the Senate and the House, moving to the desk of the governor. And Derek, you don't see any problems with that getting passed? No, I, I haven't seen anything that he signed it yet. Now, usually he has up to five days after he receives it to either sign it, to veto it, or to let it pass without his signature. So after five days, if it sits there and he does not sign it, it still becomes law. If he vetoes it, of course, it goes back. And then if he uh, if he signs it, it's done. I, I don't think, you know, this is the Magnolia One plan. There was really, there was no changes made in right. either house. Both uh, majority Republican controlled, and so I don't see an issue with him either. Maybe he'll just let it ride and not sign it for some political reason, but uh, I do see it going into the past. You know, Derek, uh, something passing after five days without my signature sounds like most checks written inside my house. (laughs) I mean, when you think about it, I mean, that's exactly, that's how my marriage is right there. Uh, Don't sign it for five days. It just passes automatically. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying yes. You can't hold me to it. And the money's out of the account. (laughs) Done. So that's kind of how it works. Something else really cool, which the city of Fernando is way, way ahead of. We praise them all the time about live streaming. A bill... And look, these are not bills that pass. These That's are bills right. that are brought up. A bill to require municipalities or what public meetings mm-hmm. from different things. I guess the board of supervisors and all that kind of stuff. Those meetings. Every public body. Every public body that you're voted on and, and, and exists would have to live stream. What's about that? Senator Nicole Boyd, who's a Republican, she did this. She, she actually presented a bill where all public bodies from local governments up to the state governments to broadcast their meetings via video live streaming. So now again, this is uh, sitting there. It's in the Senate. We'll see if it goes forward. But uh, you know, I picked this one out. Now that we're going to talk about several of these today. I picked this one out because, again, as you mentioned, to first of all give credit to Hernando for already doing it for both their Alderman meetings and their Planning Commission meetings. Uh, we know that South Haven does it not quite as well as Hernando does it. We know the Olive Branch is now working on it because of basically people asking for it and it looks like there's other people all across the state that are wanting to be able to see state legislatures what they're talking about you know we read all this all my information i get uh, i have to look up on different news sources i could watch it you know just like i watch the autumn meetings i could choose to watch it if there's a vote coming up that we know is gonna be huge we want to talk about on the show so this is something that they're wanting to do want to be able to put it out there the exception to the live stream of course would be for executive sessions uh, and other meetings expressly authorized by law to be closed uh, but that's something that she wants to do. So, again, it's in there. We'll see if it passes. We'll see if it goes from the Senate to the House. But I think that I hope that this is something because as a public resident of in the state of Mississippi, it doesn't matter local, county, or state, we should be able to know exactly what's going on at any time with the technology that we have now. Uh, well, Derek, not only the technology we have now, um, let's – remember how many billions millions maybe billions of dollars we're doing for improving broadband improving people staying connected if we can uh, have broadband all across the, the the state of mississippi so a kid can pay attention to a zoom call we definitely can live stream these meetings That's so right. people can be more well informed too next thing next question i have before we move on does miss boyd own a company that trains <laughs> Live streams. That, you know, that's that a would great be the question. way to go. Got, we got to see those conflicts yeah, of interest. Yeah, yeah exactly. Miss Boyd's brother-in-law owns a company called, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Civic-Minded Live Streams. That's what it was. That, that, not a bad idea. Just a thought right there. All right. Next thing we talked about it just the other day. A big thing that happens. Uh, so many teachers here in DeSoto County, here under the water tower, listen to our show, and we definitely uh, appreciate them and praise them for sure. And uh, a little bit more money in their pocket, possibly. Tell us about it. All right. So we talked about the last. Show that the Senate had passed their version uh, of the teacher pay raise and theirs were you know basically pulling all the teachers up to $40,000 currently 
Uh, we talked about $500 end uh, of law every year bump, plus every fifth year a, an additional uh, increase based on what type of uh, you know certification they have, whether they had a bachelor's, a master's, a PhD. Well, the House passed their own version. Uh, the House's version, uh, if you're a teacher, you would like the House yeah. version more. Now, the House version, I don't have as much information about it. Uh, some of y'all might be saying, good, I don't have to listen to it. <laughs> but um, there is a, uh, but basically what the gist of it is, is that they would start out with basically anywhere from a four to a $6,000 raise immediately. And what they're looking to do is they would take the average regional salary. They, okay. Mississippi would be above the average regional salary. So instead of 40, it's like 43,000 and change is where the uh, starting teachers would be from 37 up to 43,000 and change. So again, a huge uh, increase percentage wise for these teachers to start. And then of course, uh, don't have all the breakdowns of how much it would be per year, but it would be about a 200, $10 $10 million uh, increase to the budget is what it would cost uh, on the House side. Now, this passed. that They called it the START Act, strategically accelerating the recruitment and retention of teachers. It passed 114 to 6. Uh, and all six who voted no were, me- six, or were members of the 77-member Republican Caucus, and three of those, Matt, in DeSoto County. Uh, DeSoto County voted against it. The the reason they voted against it was because what we're going to talk about next, they could not be in support of a teacher pay raise and a tax pay cut. Because they're saying, well, where's the money going to come from? Was their their point? Uh, but it, they did. Well, there were six that voted against it, uh, and so of course each one of them. Um, if you can find, if you know, there, if you have, if you're on their email chain, if you want to reach out to them privately and find out, hey, why didn't you sign this and, and that sort of thing? I'm sure some of them are already taken to Facebook, social media, and saying, hey, this is why I didn't do it. Yeah, one they're, of them, they're probably saying, hey, we don't hate teachers, but this. That yeah, one of them actually has a teacher that is a, his wife. And so he would say, in his basically what he was trying to say was, I'm, you know, so I would better my household, but then also, you know, cut, uh, you know, I think raise sales tax, which we'll get to in just a moment for other people. I don't feel comfortable doing that. So he had uh, maybe a conflict of interest there. But again, there was six that voted against it. However, it passed obviously overwhelmingly, very veto proof from the House side. It will now go. So now you have two separate passings. Uh, they, they obviously they do not. Uh, they're not similar, and so they'll have to come together. Uh, they'll have a committee meeting, see if they can kind of piece this together, have some kind of reconciliation of these two bills. But because you know one is higher than the other, you'll probably have some kind of mediation in between. But it does look like I mean, because I think that I've talked to a couple of teachers and an administrator, they were very happy with the Senate version. Mm-hmm. House versions, you know, seems to be even better. Now I don't have all the the, the back details about annual increases, right. but they're going to get something. They're going to be very, very happy with sure. it. Looks like it looks like assuming that the governor signs it, which is something we could talk about once it reaches his desk. Yeah, the truth's going to be somewhere in the middle, Derek. Numbers are going to be somewhere in the middle. Senate, House passed both passed it, so they're both for it. So they're going to put that together. So uh, we'll definitely keep you up to speed of that. Of course, congratulations to uh, teachers in DeSoto County and teachers across the state of Mississippi. Uh, it looks like uh, things are headed towards. Um, trying to keep more teachers in the state and uh, and so forth. As you teased it a second ago, a little bit more information on the income tax. Tell us about that and where that stands now. All right, so the income tax also passed uh, the, uh, the, the House. The income tax, the reduction or the elimination of the income tax passed the Mississippi House representatives uh, that will now be sent to the Senate to see how they want to vote on this. Now, this is interesting because what they're taking, they're trying to reduce it over a 10 to 12-year time span. They're looking to reduce the grocery tax, uh, we have the, one of the highest grocery taxes around us at 9% to reduce that down. Uh, they're looking to possibly increase the sales tax to offset some of that. Also looking to cut car tag taxes by 35%, which we all know those are not cheap in Mississippi, no matter where you live. Uh, but DeSoto County is also, I think, one of the highest is in DeSoto County, uh, as well as other ones. So that has now passed uh, by an overwhelming majority. Uh, it will now go to the Senate. Now, this is a good point um, that the fact that, yes, we are looking to maybe phase out. This is something the governor is really pushing for. One of his top priorities is to eliminate the income tax. He would, he wanted a five-year period. This one is somewhere between 10 and 12-year period. Uh, again, and uh, the sales tax on food would go down from 7% to 5.5% this July. So it would start immediately. It would reduce it to 4% over the next 10 years. So it would go from 75 to 5.5, 7 to 5.5 immediately. 
down to 4% maybe in the next 10 years. Car tax tax by 7, 35%, as I said. Now, the sales tax on retail items would increase from 7% to 8.5%. Now, again, all this is a way to try to get this, trying to get more money into Mississippi's pockets. But, Matt, we talked privately that, all right, we got this influx of money. We've got $4 billion. This is, this is not any of that right now. This is saying annual, every year, ongoing uh, income, ongoing expenses for Mississippi with the, uh, the teacher raises. What happens when... Uh, things slow down. What happens when everybody's not getting checks per month, which has already happened so far this this year, um, you know, and they're not spending as much as they have been over the last two years because of money that's been given to them federally, or because you know now people are making more than fifteen dollars an hour, even at fast food restaurants. What, what happens when there's a recession? Is Mississippi prepared if we're reducing income, which the income tax is a very large percentage of, of Mississippi income, and so if we're reducing that and we're increasing teacher pay raises, which they absolutely deserve. What happens in five years? What happens in seven years? Mm-hmm. That's what some people are worried about. What you'll hear is that, well, we'll bring more businesses in. We'll have more commercial property taxes. We'll have businesses investing in Mississippi the way they do in Texas, the way they do in Florida, because now we don't have a state income tax. Completely understand that. Okay. I do, you know, but is that enough to offset people sending 4 or 5% a year to the state? Don't know. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, we we need that. So again, that's all the conversation, but it did have to pass the house. It is now going to the Senate. The Senate will take it up and we see if they let it die. We see if they actually come up with their own version or what's going to happen. But something again, please, please, please. This is a huge deal for the state of Mississippi that we're having this discussion. Educate yourselves on and find out more as much as you can. Ask your state senators, ask your state representatives about how they think, what they think, how they're going to vote, because uh, this may come up in here in the next couple of months. Well, Derek, something that definitely did come up and definitely did pass the Senate, uh, something we've been talking about for over a year now, definitely some people have been talking about it way longer than that. Senate Bill 2095 has passed the chamber with just five no votes. Tell us about that. All right, so Senate Bill 2095 is the Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act. This is the kind of the initiative 65 that started that was passed now two Novembers ago, which is crazy. Uh, it was passed two Novembers ago. They could not get it passed last session. They kind of met Again, all throughout the summer, seemed like they had a bill that would pass. The governor decided not to call a special session uh, in order to, ha- to have it pass. This is something he is not happy with the current version of it. And so they, you know, he would not call it, did not call it, came out against it in December, the, the version that they had. The Senate kind of went back. They did change up some things in there. Uh, now, again, because this is not being passed now, Matt, I'm not going to sit there. I have two pages of what this says. I'm not going to read through two pages of what this Go says. Go find it. Um, go find it, but it will. A couple things that they they did live in there. I guess that the governor was uh, he you know originally started at five ounces. Uh, they reduced it to three and a half ounces. Uh, the governor wanted it more. I think closer to two ounces. Is this uh, daily prescribed? Daily prescription? Was that? I, I believe that's what it is. I'm okay. trying to find. I'm look, actually looking at it right now. Kind of tearing I guess, through the. Yeah, I the, tell people to go find it. I guess I could find it myself. So. Well, I mean, so again, but that's that's kind of what the, that was the sticking point for him. Oh well, as he doesn't want it to become recreational use. Uh, again, they point to Oklahoma. Oklahoma passed theirs, and now it's almost recreationally used in Oklahoma because they didn't have enough. Uh, t- they had too many loopholes to be able to get around it. Uh, there was, I know, there's a thing in there about some people wanted to have it outgrown, being able to grow outdoors. It has to be grown indoors, uh, and so there's a lot of things that come out. Again, I'm not going to go too far about it. If you want to, uh, there's a, a several websites you can just kind of Google Mississippi marijuana. And it'll pull both these websites. You can read all about it. But it has passed the Senate in basically the same structure as was talked about last year. The House, now the public comment from the House Speaker uh, Gunn was, Philip Gunn, was that it was not high on their priority list right now. But there was somebody else that came out in the House uh, that said, hey, we've met about it. It looks very similar to what we talked about you know, in the offseason. We'll call it the offseason. And if it comes to us, this is something that we think we can get to. So, We'll see if the, you know the, the the speaker has to bring it. It has to come out of committee. Has to bring it up Correct. and has to allow it to hit the floor. If it hits the floor, it sounds like it will pass. Uh, I think they realize that seventy four percent of the people want this, and they can lose their seat if they do not pass this. Uh, but we'll see how or, or where it kind of places in the priority of things that are they're coming up. And we will definitely keep you up to speed on the medical marijuana act again uh, that's going to be senate bill 2095 just google that go to google state of mississippi sb 2095 it'll pop right up you can take a look at it and educate I mean, yourself I, I would be remiss to say if we did not give uh state senator kevin blackwell from yep. DeSoto county right uh is the one who authored this and has 
done a lot of the behind the scenes work. There was a couple of the, I think the state senator and a state representative came out and gave him praise for how much work he's put into this bill. So again, if this is something that you're, you're, you know, very excited about or something that you're very passionate about, you know, thank him. And, you know, but it it still has to be work to be done. So we'll see what happens. And we'll be right here with the UTW podcast to uh, let you guys know about that as we continue to update you on those different things happening uh, out of Jackson with the uh, state of Mississippi legislature. Uh, Well, Derek, speaking of green, tell us all about one of our wonderful sponsors, longtime sponsor, Green King Spray Services. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. I want to continue to recognize our longtime sponsor, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, winter cleanups, soon-to-be spring cleanups, anything you need on the outside of your home or business or commercial property, please Give Richard and his team a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Simply look for Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Thank you, Richard, for continuing to be a sponsor of the UTW Podcast. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology, such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and call them at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Really want to say thank you to DeSoto Family Dental Care, Green King, and Williams Lawn Services for continuing to believe in the UTW podcast. We really, really appreciate your help. This is the time on a Friday show where we typically would do our DeSoto County shout outs. Not a lot of those going on right now. I think some of the, you know, we mentioned last last week, we mentioned the Community Foundation uh, postponing the crystal ball for this year, and that'll be coming up later in the spring. Uh, but if you have a nonprofit, a nonprofit, if you can email us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com, that's underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know about some things coming up in February or March, April for the spring so we can begin to organize, help with that, see if we can help get the word out. We definitely, definitely like to um, help out nonprofits uh, get the word out about their events. Uh, Derek, only one that we're going to continue to talk about is going to be the crew of Fernando. Uh, we joked off air. We may have been the last party in DeSoto County before. Uh, I'm pretty sure we were. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive. <laughs> we were We were the last big party uh, going into COVID, quote unquote, going into COVID. And uh, Derek, we're going to be the first big party coming out of COVID. February 26th, Saturday, February 26th at the Gin, the Crew of Fernando will be the 10th annual, through 11 years, but the 10th annual Crew of Fernando Mardi Gras Ball. And uh, we're really, really looking forward to it. Tickets on sale January 28th. They are $100 per person. Uh, it's going to be heavy hors d'oeuvres. You know, all your drinks are included. Just an awesome time, Derek. If you've ever been to the Mardi Gras Ball, I can't believe it's been a decade. This helps the crew of Fernando raise. We've helped to give over $600,000 in the last decade. It's just been a heck of a, a good ride and a lot of fun uh, doing that. So, look, crew of Fernando Mardi Gras Ball coming up Saturday, February 26th, located at the Gin in Nesbitt. Um, only 500 tickets will be sold. 
Only 500 tickets will be sold. If you'd like to sponsor uh, this event, please visit the Crew of Hernando website. Visit the Crew of Hernando Facebook page at Crew of Hernando, or you can certainly email us, reach out to us privately. If you're interested in sponsoring for the Crew of Hernando Mardi Gras Ball, let us know. We certainly can get, get you all that information. Well, as I mentioned, not a lot of shout outs. Reach out to us if you have a nonprofit. We can assist you. Hopefully, uh, we can be of service there. So, but, Derek, hey, something I want to start doing, Derek, while we don't have many shout-outs. Mm-hmm. Next Friday, let, let's start something. Someone uh, emailed us or put us on a Facebook thing. We talked about Betty White. We talked about Bob Saget. Let's start doing our rankings of the top five of something. We'll keep that kind of secret until we actually okay. do the show. But next week, whether it be – I'll just throw one out there, you know, TV dads, okay. um, you know, that kind of stuff shows we like watch, it. you know, that type of stuff. So that can kind of take up a little bit of space to let people get to know us a little bit more on Fridays until we can build back up to that time of year where we have our shout outs. Well, I mean, there may be a couple of things coming. Ours is in February. Crew yeah. of Hernando uh, is in February. Then you'll have March. Uh, usually you start having maybe a couple of crawfish fundraisers coming yeah. up. You start having the arts council will kick off, uh, starting with their, their spring shows. One of the shout out I want to say is kind of preemptive because we don't have dates yet, but the arts council, We'll have an exhibit in February uh, for Black History Month um, that will be dealing with booze, blues, and barbecue. Okay. Booze, blues, and barbecue. So that will be coming sometime in February. Don't have the exact dates yet, uh, but that will be coming as a uh, borrowed exhibit from the Delta Blues Museum uh, in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Cool. We'll be letting us use that to uh, house it here for about a month or so. Uh, so again, look for that in the Arts Council. But yeah, you're right. There's kind of a slow time of year anyway, even if it was a normal year. Uh, but things will be picking up probably a couple months from now. But I'd love to kind of put together a couple of lists, uh, maybe get a couple of hot takes in there and see if we can uh, see what the uh, listeners think about that. Oh man, that's a great one. I'll definitely visit the uh, Arts Council for that. That sounds uh, really, really good. But again, just trying to kind of keep up some space, take up some space. Uh, nobody likes to listen to a 24-minute uh, podcast. So if we can visit with each other a little bit and uh, again, people get to know us a little bit more about different things. So our first top five list, we'll tease it on Tuesday, do it next Friday. That'll be part of our Friday shows for quite a while. So we're uh, really looking forward to that. Something else I'm looking forward to, Derek, as we could get ready for spring break, get ready for summer. Just yesterday, four different van bookings for the month of June. If your child is in a youth group here at your church or at your church anywhere in DeSoto County, anywhere in the Mid-South, if you have started to put together plans for your summer trip please 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 reach out to mobile car and van rental located right here in hernando had a lady stop by yesterday going on a nine-day trip to orlando going down to disney world sometime for spring break so really really now's the time if you're traveling let us help you let us be a part of that uh this summer will be the seventh year for mobile car and van rental formerly mid-south vans in south haven now mobile car and van rental located at the corner of commerce and mccracken right here in hernando if you did not know it Hernando now has a car rental place. Do not go to South Haven. Do not go all the way to the airport and sit there for an hour waiting for a car. Don't do it. Give us a call. 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. Major expansion plans planned for that corner at Commerce and McCracken. Really, really, really excited to be a part of the Hernando community. Mobile car and van rental. 469-4555. North Point Christian School had another huge open house this past Sunday with more than 25 families interested in joining the North Point family. They continued to get applications for new students and take calls of interested families. They anticipate some grades will reach capacity before they ever make it to the summer. If your family is interested in seeing what a Christ-centered college preparatory school looks like, they should call for a tour today. Please give Sheila Sharon a call at 662 349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127 for a tour, and we should have their date of their next open house on our Tuesday show. Are you struggling to maybe decide what the right insurance carrier may be for you? Well, please consider visiting our latest sponsor, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance, located in South Haven, can serve you in Hernando, Lewisburg, anywhere throughout DeSoto County. The team at Holland Insurance is ready to help. President Jerry Holland and Vice President Bruce Robinson work with companies like Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, Cigna, Nationwide, State Auto, Liberty Mutual, some of the largest insurance companies in the country. Holland Insurance can put you with the right group. Give them a call at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. If you are currently licensed in the state of Mississippi and looking to maybe make a move, contact Bruce or Jerry at 662-895-5528 for an opportunity opportunity to work with their fast-growing service team. Again, Holland Insurance, located in South Haven, but ready to serve all of DeSoto County, 895-5528. 
Well, Derek, let's finish our show as we always do, talking about young people and the wonderful things they're doing right here under the water tower and in DeSoto County. We do have a signing. Tell us about it. All right, so we have one signing this past week. Uh, Hernando cross-country runner Emma Claire Haley signed to run cross-country next year for Delta State. Awesome. So, she, I mean, that's an unbelievable four-year school. She gets to run, uh, be, I guess, go to school for free, uh, get her uh, – education for free for running cross country at either it's your statesman and or fighting okra you, you go with your no, own mascot no, no Derek it's not the fighting okra it'd be the running okra the running there we go the I running mean, come on the now running that's okra. easy that's, that running is, okra that, was, that right was right there it was sitting right there see it's like driving a tractor you, you running, driving a tractor it's a struggle I know, I know. Ren McCormick the running, just, oh my just, gosh just let me push my tractor let me push my let me do the rest of the show you going home running okra that's easy running okra so again congratulations to Emma Claire Haley uh hernando cross country uh for signing that and just congrats to her just an awesome way to be able to uh to get your education uh next uh one more thing before we start actually going over their games uh, we had some soccer all-stars name we did uh their soccer all-star game that we played uh and so we had uh several from each school that we cover um so for lewisburg the senior game so there's a senior game that will be played by obviously just seniors and there'll be a freshman through a junior game uh, so in the senior game, Lewisburg had Elaine Kirk. And for the uh, freshman through the junior game, it'll be Hayes Heron, Aaron Rodriguez, Lucas Gatchk, and Miller Lashley. Those will be the four for the freshman through the junior game. So congratulations to those guys. And for Hernando, they had one named to the freshman junior game, Osvaldo Macias. That's right, Derek. Also goes by Gordo. 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 That's how everybody knows him. Okay, so Gordo. Gordo yep. uh, will be in the fresh with the junior game. And for the senior game, Hernando actually had two we make did. the team. McLean Rafferty and Jacob Little. So congratulations to both McLean and Jacob. And just to all the guys for making it. They'll be on the same team. Uh, right now they're rivals, but they'll be on the same team for the all-star team for the state. So congratulations to those guys. Way to you know, represent DeSoto County. Oh, absolutely. Congratulations to all those young people. Uh, soccer is a booming sport. Um, it's it's here for years and years to come, for sure. A lot of investment being made in soccer all around DeSoto County. Congratulations to those young people, especially Emma Claire, as she continues her running career. Let's move on to soccer on the pitch, Derek. Had some big games since our last show. Tell us all about it. All right, so I'll start with Lewisburg. Uh, the Lady Patriots took on the Lady Keisters. Um, Brawley Ross put Lewisburg on the board first. Another goal was followed up by Allie Kimbrell with an assist from Casey Jasek. Bradley Ross got her second in the game to match a goal scored by Olive Branch and then finishes off her, her hat trick right before halftime to give Lewisburg the 4-1 lead. In the 56th minute, Larkin Griffin got on the board with an assist from Ross. That was followed by Hannah Payne, a Hannah Payne goal in the 73rd minute and a second goal by Griffin in the 76th. Casey Jasek is repaid for her earlier assist with an assist from Griffin in the 78th minute, and the, that would also be the final goal of the game for an 8-1 win for the Lady Patriots. The Patriots then took uh, on Olive Branch and defeated the Keisters 8-0. Goals were by Hogan Payne, Ronaldo Cernia, Garrett Bradham with two, Aaron Rodriguez with two, and Miller Lashley, who just made the All-Star team, with two. Both teams will play in action next against DeSoto Central tonight. Next, we move down to Hernando. Hernando, both Tiger teams traveled to South Haven to take on the Chargers in their district matchup. The Lady Tigers started off the scoring in their match on a goal by Riley Jackson. The Tigers scored again on a Macy Riggs putback off a corner kick from Annie Mansell. Jackson gets her second of the night by lofting the ball just over the keeper's head. Isabella Powers finishes off the scoring with a goal, giving the Lady Tigers a 4 to nothing win. Catherine Bush had another clean sheet on what's – Currently going on as her an outstanding season for her. She's had several clean sheets this year. Absolutely. Uh, moving to the boys. The boys came out firing with a goal by Quincy on an assist by Ethan Barnes in the second minute. Hey, real quick, it's Quincy Silva. I apologize for that, Quincy. Quincy Silva on assist by Ethan Barnes in the second minute. Right before the half, Gordo assisted Quincy Silva on his second goal to get to take a two nothing lead into halftime. Silva came back then and had his own assist to Spencer Carlisle in the 56th minute, followed by another goal of his own in the 60th for his hat trick. Good job there, Quincy Sylvia. Uh, Ethan Barnes finishes off the scoring in the 69th minute, putting in a rebound to give the Tigers a 5-0 win. 
Jacob Woodall gets the clean sheet again. Just talked about him. Good luck, Tigers. Good luck, Lady Tigers, Lady Patriots and Patriots. Uh, keep it up, young people, as you continue to battle on the pitch when it comes to the soccer season. Let's move on to basketball, Derek. Let's talk a little basketball. North Point, Lewisburg, and Hernando. What you got as we wrap up the UTW podcast? All right, for North Point, both teams traveled this week to Harding for a district game. The Lady Trojans came into the game ranked as the number three team in TSSAA Division 2A. Harding was not intimidated with the teams being rivals for a long time. The girls' game was tight throughout with the games tied at the end of the first, the end of the second, and the end of the third quarters. North Point was finally able to pull away in the fourth, holding the Lady Lions to five points and winning 46-35. to Unfortunately, I was not able to get individual stats for the game. Uh, my personal um, uh, stat keeper uh, did not get those to me. Uh, Your wife? Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, the boys' game. Um, the boys' game was also uh, tight for the first half, but the Lions were able to get some separation in the third, taking a 47-39 to lead into the final quarter. North Point battled hard in the quarter, but it was not enough as Harding takes the boys' game to get the split 69 to 63. I cannot move on to the Lewisburg games until I say this. Is the mascot for the Harding girls not the lionesses? It's the Lady Lions. The, a Lady Lion is a lioness. I know. We, we, we run into this problem a lot of this times. Is with the, the, with, okay. First, we got turkeys, which are hens. That's correct. For St. Mary's. That's correct. And the Harding girls are simply called the lionesses, not the Lady Lions. That, that is correct. Oh, my it gosh. Sh- it should be that way. Uh, I think I have, it sounds like the schools just get really generic and just add a lady to everything. That, that is, is absolutely. Do you know how easy it is to go back and be the lionesses? Mm-hmm. Holy cow, that's yeah. too easy. All right, yeah. sorry, Harding. Do better, uh, You Harding. just lost. You know what? My daughter's never coming to there, <laughs> never going to Harding anyway, so you lost my business and yeah. my respect for yeah. not being uh, the lionesses. Yeah, do better. Do better. Do better. It's that Actually, I've watched know, the Memphis Lion King. private schools, just look at your names. You know what? Now that, yeah, you know, now that I think about it, I'm, I've watched the Lion King a million times. Uh, they never talk about them being lady lions. No. They're lionesses. Yeah. Shame on you. Moving on, Lewisburg, who they play. Lewisburg, both teams made the long drive to Olive Branch for a district game to play two really good Olive Branch teams. The girls' game was just as close as the North Point girls' game for a while, with both teams going back and forth. Olive Branch had the lead after the first, but Lewisburg has a great second quarter to take a 31-27 lead into halftime. Olive Branch returned the favor in the third to take a 10-point lead into the final frame. Lewisburg cut the lead to three. 50 to 47, but could not get closer. And the Lady Keisters defeated the Lady Patriots 53 to 47 on a well-played game. That's actually a pretty good. I mean, good job, Lady Patriots. Oh, on yeah, that one. yeah I mean, for real. I mean, Olive six Branch, point loss, Olive Branch. Yes, yeah. of course. Allie Carroll led all scores with 23 points, and Allison Irby added 10. On the boys' side, the Patriots had an even tougher task against the Keisters, who only have two losses on the year. Hello. This game was all Olive Branch from the tip. With the Keishers taking a 20-6 lead after the first, it was 43-22 at the half, and Olive Branch continued to stretch the lead the rest of the game to win by 50, 82-32. You said 50. I, I said 50. Wait, 20, 32 points. They had 22 at halftime, didn't they not? That is correct. That means they scored 10 in the second half. Oh, wow. 82-32. Uh, Amarian Davis led the Patriots with eight points. Both teams looked to rebound pun was intended, uh, and will host Center Hill on Friday where they will crown their 2022 Winterfest queen between the two varsity games. So uh, congratulations to whoever that queen will be. If we have the name, we will give that to you on Tuesday. Uh, Hernando, the girls travel to South Panola for their district matchup. In the girls' game, the theme of close games for the ladies continued with South Panola leading by three after the first, Hernando taking the lead by three at the half. Hernando still led by two. 40 to 38 going into the fourth, but South Panola outscores Hernando 19 to 10 in the fourth quarter to take the 57 to 50 win. Unfortunately, no stats were given. Uh, again, please reach out to at UTW Pod for stats so we can make sure to celebrate uh, these ladies who have given you know a lot of blood, sweat, and tears uh, throughout these months uh, for the Hernando Lady Tigers. On the boys' side, there was no mention of the boys' game from Tuesday night on social media. <laughs> that might absolutely, tell you something. Absolutely, right absolutely, crickets. No, there, there's a boys' Twitter account, nothing. The uh, Hernando, the team, uh, the sports account at the school, nothing. The school itself, nothing. So, if you're at the Hernando boys' game and you're hearing this and you're very angry that I'm saying there was nothing, would if you have a personal, if there's a personal person who go. covers every game, please reach out to us at underthewatertowerinfo@gmail.com. Let me know your name. I will be happy to follow you, and I will be in love to get these guys 
guys' names on air. Wow. So uh, if a tree falls in the woods, does it? That's where we are. Not 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 sure. Don't what, even don't even know what happened. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I have nothing it's, to report. It's kind of hard to pull for and cover the under the water tower teams when you, they're, they're ghost. They're yeah. literally. Yeah. I don't even know if they played or not. I, I mean, have no idea. Just have no idea. I mean, the paper paper didn't have it. Uh, the online paper didn't have it. Um, wow. There was nothing on Twitter, and uh, I've got nothing. Okay, good, good into the show for real. Good into the show, no doubt about it. Well, look, we have a great time on the UTW podcast. If you enjoy our show, please, please, please share it. Tell your friends, tell your family. Maybe hit subscribe on their phone. Whatever it takes to to share our show, we really, really appreciate it. As we continue to shed a light on what the young people do, also the things that are happening down in the legislature in Jackson, we can keep you up to speed on those things, uh, rezoning stuff, municipality stuff, uh, just. You never know what you're going to hear on the UTW Podcast. Well, look, if you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Please consider giving us a five-star review wherever you can hear our voice. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Give us that five-star review. Simply helps us move up the ranks when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you definitely would enjoy OB Pod. They drop a show every Monday morning. OB Pod stands for Olive Branch. They cover the eastern side of DeSoto County. Also cover Center Hill, Lewisburg, and Olive Branch are the schools that they cover. So OB Pod, really early Monday mornings. Uh, they have a weekly show that tells you all about the pre previous week and then update you on some things coming up on the eastern side of DeSoto County. And Matt, I want to uh, interject real, in here real quick to say that they will be, uh, you know, we know that Zach uh, is in school administration and he is uh, very passionate about this bill that has passed. Uh, he does plan on trying to have a couple of state senators, state representatives on their show to kind of talk about it, depending on how this thing goes, may even questioning the ones that voted no. So if that's something that you're interested in, please turn into their pod over the next few weeks. You're talking about the teacher pay raise one. Yes. Gotcha. That yes. one. You said yes. this bill that's passed. I didn't know if Zach, I didn't um, know if you were I, talking about Zach. I didn't know if Zach liked the little, you know, I didn't know if Zach, you oh, know, yeah. liked the uh, medical marijuana. A little dabble. No, I apologize. Yes. The but teacher, the pay, teacher raise, pay raise yes. uh, and everything that goes into that, uh, they will be having a uh, guest on there to discuss that. So kind of tune in maybe over the next few weeks on Mondays to see if the, who they have on there. And when you think about it, Derek, I mean, they didn't start their podcast because of us, but definitely uh, right after hours they started. Um, Zach's going to be somebody that's going to ask, hey, why did you vote against this? That's right. that's exactly why did right. you vote against that's it? Exactly well, right. Explain your thing. It's an opportunity for them to do that. So that's uh, very interesting. OB Pod simply stands for Olive Branch. Find them wherever you hear our show. Find them on the same carrier, Spotify, Apple Podcast, OB Pod. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, we'll be taking a group of about 70 young people, middle middle school boys, girls, high school boys and girls down to Pulaski, Mississippi. Uh, if you uh, are a praying person, I definitely ask that you pray for those young people as they uh, as we travel down, pray for safety, all that kind of stuff, but especially pray for them when it comes to uh, lessons that we'll be learning um, you know, throughout the weekend. Really exciting time to travel down with Hernando Methodist, but uh, these young people, uh, many of us um, had our lives changed or many of us had wonderful experiences as, as middle schoolers and high schoolers at some of these different camps. So please be in prayer for the Hernando Methodist Church uh, youth group as they travel down to a camp called Breakthrough. And I'll give you an update on that. Uh, kind of a tease right there for what my word of the weekend might be yeah. for next yeah. week. So definitely we appreciate that. And as we do every Friday, please, please, please consider visiting a local church. If you pass a church all the time, look at their sign, uh, look for the uh, worship times that they might have. Please, please, please consider taking your family to church this weekend. I assure you, you will not forget it. Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Dropped off.